0: Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Good evening, everyone. Great to be here with you tonight, and uh, so exciting to be digging into this uh, very famous psalm. Hands up if you've read this book, it's Dr. Zeus, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Yeah, widely known, much loved. It's a classic, uh, especially for graduations or 21sts, things like that. Um, It's it's a fitting book for those occasions. Here's how it starts. Uh, It says, Congratulations, today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. You have brains in your head and you have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know. And you are the guy who will decide where to go. I love it, I to my kids, it's warm, it's funny, uh, it's uh, inspiring. Uh, but it also catches something of our culture. That is, I think it's a great window into how we think about life, how we think about the ups and downs and challenges of life. And if you stop and think about it through that lens, actually there's something unsatisfying something worrying about who the places you'll go. And Psalm 23, this song that's been read out to us, wants to give us something richer, something deeper, as we face the ups and downs of life. Psalm 23 takes us to three locations as we work our way through it. It takes us to the riverbank, to the valley and to the banquet hall. There's really no way to make Psalm 23 more beautiful than it already is. Uh, So I'm going to try and act like your tour guide as we go uh, past the Mona Lisa. Uh, I'm just going to stop and point out things to notice about it. Uh, So the first location, the riverbank, there in verses 1 to 3. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. What should we notice here? Uh, Well, notice how intimate the picture is. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd. Elsewhere in the ancient world, Kings and gods were referred to as shepherds because they guided the affairs of the world. Uh, But here, uh, God is called my shepherd, the one who intimately cares for you and me, guides our steps. And I think even we miss some of the intimacy that's here. Uh, If you grab your Bible, uh, you'll see that the word Lord there is in small caps. Uh, that's how our English Bibles uh, point out when the the Hebrew, as it's written, is the, actually referring to the personal name of God. Uh, so, um, in Hebrew it's pronounced Yahweh, and uh, when it's small caps, Lord, that means the name Yahweh, and just not small caps, just regular letters, Lord, just means Lord. Uh, The reason it's translated Lord uh, for us is because Jewish people never say the word Yahweh. Uh, When they see the name written down, what they say is Lord uh, because they want to revere God's name. They never want to take it lightly. So as an act of reverence, they only ever say Lord and not Yahweh. Uh, But when we see it, we just see a small caps Lord and we think Lord, it's like a title, And we we miss out on seeing the name. Uh, But it's like, I have a wife. Her name's Liana. And I don't refer to her as the wife. Uh, uh, The wife loves bushwalking. Uh, You know, that's accurate. I could refer to her as the wife. She is my wife. uh, But she has a name. And I like to use that. I say, Liana loves bushwalking. And here, it's Yahweh. It's his name, Yahweh is my shepherd. This God who has disclosed his name to me, he is the one guiding me, caring for me. In fact, he's caring for me like a shepherd. That's the next thing to notice here. Uh, The picture is of a shepherd, a shepherd who cares for the sheep. Uh, He cares for them in where he takes them. Did you see that? Uh, He takes me here, he makes me lie down. Uh, He leads me here. He guides me along the right paths. Uh, The psalmist is talking about the the daily guidance and provision of God. Not that he knows exactly uh, what he should do, like he knows exactly what breakfast cereal uh, he should eat that morning. Uh, No, it's that he, he knows that whatever the day throws up, that None of that is outside of the loving care of his shepherd. The shepherd who is Lord over everything. God of the universe. And the shepherd provides for him. In the Middle East, uh, when snow covers the ground in winter, you can see shepherds in the trees cutting down uh, the small fresh uh, buds and leaves, uh, dropping them down on the ground for the sheep to eat. And the psalmist says, God is like that. He cares for me, he He provides for my needs each day and he's experienced that provision in his life and co- so can say with confidence that he leads me to uh, quiet waters and green pastures. He knows the riverbank. he knows that it's A beautiful place of God's provision. Notice too what the outcome is for him. See that it's rest, it's contentment. Uh, I lack nothing. He refreshes my soul. The picture is not so much the shepherd finding food, it's almost a picture of what happens next after that. See that? you know the feeling after you've had a snack box from the kebab shop. Uh, you're completely stuffed. You know you've had this huge hunk, this weight of chips and meat, and you've uh, consumed it. And then you head home. Uh, you go back to your mum dad's place. You lay on their new sofa. Uh, you crank the aircon, and you just think, oh, this is just the perfect place. I just I'm so relaxed here. I'm safe. I'm full. It's that kind of feeling. It's the feeling of rest after being provided for. It's the quiet, safe place to lie down. And isn't that a a marvelous picture? I think one of the marks of our world is just how busy we are. Someone says, How are you going? And it's just automatic reaction I'm busy. There's so much on. Uh, You know, who knows what it is? whether it's mobile phones, part-time jobs, uh, overloading your study to get through the next semester. Uh, We're always rushing about. But I think there's something underneath that, isn't there? That there's a striving, a, a striving in our culture to be something, for our lives to matter, and so we have to do something with them. And so we have to be busy, and it would be tragic to not be busy because we want to be something. And you certainly get that sense from, oh, the places you'll go. right? Uh, This is another part of uh, the book. You'll be on your way up. You'll be seeing great sights. You'll join the high flyers who soar to high heights. Uh, There's a lot of doing. It's a very busy book, oh, the places you'll go. But Psalm 23 cuts across all that You don't need to rush about for significance. Uh, God is your shepherd. He cares for you. You can lay down your busyness and rely on him. The God of the universe will guide your steps to a place of rest and abundance. And sheep in his care know that he'll provide. And so they find rest, a deep Assurance that God will care for them. Now, His care may come from your work, but you know, there's something, there's something different there, isn't there? Uh, the way that God cares for you, you might be providing a part-time job and you are carrying that out well. Uh, but there's a difference between that and rushing after things, striving for significance in the busyness of life. God says that is not necessary. And Jesus says something similar to a culture full of clamouring for significance. They were clamouring for significance from their religious exertions. And he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You don't need to go places. Oh, the places you'll go. No. Yahweh promises to give you rest. The psalmist knows that. He knows the riverbank, but he also knows the valley. That's where we go next in verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What should we notice here? Uh, well, we ought to notice straight up the certainty of the valley. The psalmist doesn't say, if I work, walk through the darkest valley. Uh, no, he says, even though this does happen. Uh, it's talking about the hardest and darkest times of life that will certainly come if they're not here already. And, you know, Dr. Zeus knows this, right? Uh, he knows that. Oh, the places you'll go. There is fun to be done. There are points to be scored. There are games to be won. And the magical things you can do with that ball will make you the winningest winner of all. Fame! You'll be famous as famous can be with the whole wide world watching you win on TV, except when they don't, because sometimes you won't. I'm afraid that sometimes you'll play lonely games too, games you can't win, because you'll play against you. See... Dr. Seuss knows full well that hard times will come. There'll be times of darkness and disappointment and loss. And the Bible knows it too. That at some point life is going to smash us. And your journey will take you to a dark place. But when you read Psalm 23, right? uh, That's not evidence that the shepherd has disappeared. Uh, In fact, it comes right after he said that Yahweh will lead him on the right paths. Uh, This dark valley, this place of pain and suffering is in fact one of those paths, one of those right paths that the shepherd takes the sheep to. The shepherd takes the sheep there on purpose in order to bring them to the riverbank, in order to care for them well. Also notice, though, how the psalm changes here. See, up to this point, uh, the psalmist has been talking about Yahweh uh, to the readers. Uh, So he's been saying, you know, he is my shepherd and uh, he does this, he does that. But here, at this darkest moment, uh, see how it changes. He turns to address Yahweh directly. You are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. He's dealing directly with God. It's Yahweh's presence here, Uh, the intimacy of his relationship with Yahweh. That's what makes all the difference. The psalmist isn't alone in this valley. Yahweh is with him. And he's got weapons there, a rod and staff, and so he can trust in God's protection uh, in this dangerous place. Uh, And even if that takes the form of God's discipline on him, to whack him back into place. Even that is a comfort, because it means he's not alone. He has Yahweh uh, caring for him, watching over him. And that's one of the things that is profoundly missing in this book, profoundly missing uh, in this picture of how we think about hardship, ups and downs in life. Hard times hit. Uh, This is what Dr. Zeus says. All alone, whether you like it or not, Alone is something you'll be quite a lot. He knows there is aloneness, and what is his solution? It's just up to you. It's just pressing on, more and more of pressing on, not giving up. You've got brains in your head, you've got shoes in your feet. Keep on going. Now, at some level, that yeah, that's good, right? It's it's a work, it's a book for for kids to train them in resilience, just keep on going. Uh, But ultimately, there's nothing else for him to offer other than press on. There's times you'll be alone. But the psalmist has a shepherd. He has a shepherd who cares for him. And for those who know Jesus, uh, we do too. Jesus says in the New Testament uh, the same thing. He says, I'm a shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. See that? Uh, We've got a shepherd as well. A shepherd from Yahweh himself. A shepherd who went through a dark place in order to rescue us, to bring us to a place of rest. You don't need to go through uh, times of hardship and suffering alone. As a pastor, I've had the privilege of talking to many people who, um, from our community who are going through hard times. People often drop in at St Matt's on their way across to the hospital um, or people living on the street uh, stop at church for prayer or um, for some practical help. And one common element of that experience those experiences is of being alone of being alone in sickness Uh, even if there are are people around not they're not sharing uh, the same experience of being sick or facing death and so much of uh, mental illness carries that uh, same feeling of being alone in it and that may well have been your experience too as you faced hard times Uh, The sense that you are alone in it. But the great comfort, the great assurance of Psalm 23 is that you are not alone. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. He turns to God and says, You are with me. The psalmist's confidence in that dark place is that he knows that Yahweh will be his God. And because he knows that, uh, he takes his song to its final location uh, there, the banquet hall. Verse 5 and 6. Why don't we read this together? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, what should we notice here? Uh, Well, firstly, notice that the metaphor has changed. Uh, Before Yahweh was a shepherd, uh, guiding and protecting uh, the writer, now Yahweh is a host, setting a banquet for an honoured guest. Notice the party atmosphere um, to anoint someone with oil feels strange to us. Like, why would you do that? Uh, Pour oil over someone's head, but that was... uh, a cultural way of celebrating a great occasion uh, for honoured guests. And the cup overflows. There's an abundance here. Uh, it's just an amazing experience. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. You've gone to a restaurant or to a wedding reception and just everything is laid on. It's just perfect. There's uh, meal, like course after course, of food and expensive wine and just everything. Uh, for me, the the mark of of that kind of uh, fancy, uh, huge event kind of thing is if you are at the table and you know you've got those thick cloth napkins, and you get up and you go to the toilet and you come back and someone's folded it and they've refolded it next to your thing. And you, what? How did it, it was? And and then you get up like a minute later to talk to someone. You come back and it's. It's refolded and just, ah, and you lay it across. I love that experience. And it's that, it's it's, it's a banquet uh, full of uh, joy and abundance. But also notice, there's something you don't find at a wedding. Uh, There's enemies. They seem to be watching on. Now, it could be that this is a picture of how Yahweh defeats our enemies, that he he ties them up, he um, uh, puts them to the side, and this is like a victory celebration, and they're kind of cowering in the corner, and we're at the high table, and kind of free to eat at our leisure. And so it's in their presence because they're forced to look on, uh, even though they're defeated. But it's just as likely, I think, that the psalm is saying... Uh, that these enemies are still around i have all these enemies i'm still in the valley uh, they're not defeated they're all around me and yet even though i'm still in their presence god your goodness and your mercy it's like it's like you've set a banquet table right in front of me even though i have these enemies pressing in on me right in the middle of this dark valley moment with the worst kind of betrayal and hurt and pain even then that's when I experience your abundant blessing like a banquet because you are with me notice also that Yahweh is like a bounty hunter here he's Boba Fett verse 6 surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life Follow is uh, too soft there. Uh, It's a a word that gets used for when an army chases down an enemy. Uh, It means pursue. Uh, Yahweh's goodness and love will pursue me, chase me all the days of my life. Uh, It's like that scene from The Lord of the Rings, if you uh, know that movie, uh, where um, a band of orcs captures the hobbits and... uh, Aragon and Legolas and Gimli run after them and it goes scene after scene and day and night and day and night they chase down this pack of orcs and it's, it's a marvellous scene and God's love is like that. Relentless. Chasing you down. Wanting to overtake you with his goodness. That's the experience of the psalmist who has obviously gone through dark times. No matter the circumstances, Yahweh's uh, unending love is coming for you. And notice the time scale. It's an eternal hope uh, that the psalmist sees here, to dwell uh, with Yahweh forever. Uh, Not just to experience his comfort now in the middle of trials, but for eternity, to be with him, to have the joy of knowing him, being in his place. And that's an idea that continues into the New Testament as well, that we might go and be with God in his house. And Jesus is talking to his disciples before he goes back to God. He says, my father's house has many rooms, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. See that he's talking about a place with his father. The new creation where Jesus is preparing a place for you and all those trusting in Jesus. An eternal home for God's people. Jesus is our shepherd and our host. Right now, he's the one who's with us by his spirit, and he's the reason that we can have confidence of an eternity in God's presence. I don't know if you uh, noticed as we went through, but Psalm 23 is a psalm of assurance. It's a psalm of assurance. Have a look. It gives no instructions, uh, no commands to praise, no calls to action. Uh, it's just a list. It's it's a It's a list of statements, statements of assurance. These things are true of God. That he'll provide me with a place of rest. He'll lead me beside quiet waters. That he protects me in suffering. Even in the darkest valley, I know he's with me. That he'll pursue me with his eternal blessing. He'll provide, he'll protect, he'll pursue me. Uh, The psalm is a psalm of assurance in the midst of suffering. Uh, This book, Over the Places You'll Go, uh, it's an excellent book for graduations. Uh, I love it, it's fun, it's inspiring. Uh, But at its heart, it says it's up to you that in the ups and downs of life, all you have to rely on is you. And so there's a busyness about it. There's an urgency to get on and do things. And there is no assurance in loneliness, other than uh, the mantra that you can do it. And there's no ultimate meaning here. Uh, You turn to the back and it ends only with his own achievement, That's the end. But the Christian life is built on Jesus. It looks to him as our shepherd and as our host, uh, the one who has come as the good shepherd uh, to save us, uh, to give us an assurance of God's presence with us, the one who promises rest if we find ourselves in him and not in our own striving, the one who is with us in dark times who we can call on and the one who prepares an eternal home for us, a feast where we are with God forever. Psalm 23 is a psalm of assurance, not a call to action, but a call to remember that our hope, uh, that our protection, that our provision in hard times is found in the Lord Jesus. Amen.